Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. We're going to jump into the show here in just a second. But first, I want to talk to you about our Patreon page at BobSuskaShow.com. You might have noticed that most other podcasts only present one show per week or even one show per month. But here on this show, The Bob Seska Show, we record four shows every week. In fact, make it six shows a week if you include the postmortem bonus shows on our Patreon page. And since we're not part of a cable news network or a fancy corporation, we rely on your support to keep producing upwards of six shows per week. And the best way to support The Bob Seska Show is, of course, to sign up for as little as $1 per month at bobseskashow.com. That's pennies per show and only $12 per year. But it goes a long way toward allowing us to keep up with the fire hose of news every day. Again, that's bobseskashow.com or just click the all caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. And now let the cartoons begin. Recorded live in the USA, covering the whole wide world. Right on! This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. I'm in the mood for love, <laughs> simply because you're near me. Boom, boom. You get a load of this guy, he'd be chasing them dolls till his dick rots off. <laughs> oh, I'm too old for that kind of thing. Ah, age isn't everything. No, no. Anyway, it's all up here. Oh, no. sure, sure. Not all up there, pal. Some of it's down here. Ooh, which, by the way, is hard as a rock. You too? You got a bone or two? Blue <laughs> steel. Cat couldn't scratch it. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> We're in the mood for love. <laughs> simply because we've got one. Bob Seska! Bob! Bob! Right. Bob! Bob! Hey. The Bob Seska Show. That was a recording of me, Buzz, and T-Rex David Ferguson. Just the other day. Coming home from the pool. Rubber Nation's capital. It is Tuesday, July 13, 2021. And this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, my name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 175 of the Biden-Harris administration, 483 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. And here he comes, Buzz. When you say Buzz Yep. You've said it all. Hey. Hi. And many more. <laughs> 
Yeah. Did you have happy birthday yesterday? Did you have a good birthday? Are you going to fill us in on that? Oh, yes, I am. I had a great birthday. I was surprised. I had a really, really good one. Thanks to everybody. Yes. That's good. And I can't wait to hear about it. Uh, He, of course, is the Bob Seska, and uh, I'm Buzz Burbank. And we can only stay a minute. Uh, We left our space plane in a no parking zone. (laughs) Again, so so Richard Branson made it to the edge of space. To the edge, he's an and, enter. And, yeah. and at the very moment he did that, mm-hmm. I was on the edge of being interested. <laughs> <laughs> Is it hot where you are? It's been crazy hot, hasn't it? Yes, it's burning yeah. hot here. Yep, Tri- triple digits out mm-hmm. west too. But but no matter what you hear, and you know you hear this all the time. No matter what you hear. We are here to tell you it's not the heat, it's the existential crisis. <laughs> Just so you know. Hot enough to fry an egg on the sidewalk. Yeah, it, It's been so hot. How hot spent, is it? Thank you. <laughs> We've spent all of our time indoors lately <laughs> trying to decide where to hang the Hunter Biden painting. <laughs> Collect them all. Yep. That's right. Yeah. Hey, well, the Supreme Court's wrapped up its latest session, mm-hmm. and uh, because I did not use that occasion to retire from this show, <laughs> should anything happen to me, Bob's next Tuesday co-host could be chosen by Mitch McConnell. Oh, no. Come I on. Didn't. What? So Who little, made that rule up? A little-known no. provision. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we got the red tide down here in Florida, oh, and they've, they've had a sewage spill out in Los Angeles as well, and we're fouling the waters Fun. all over the country. But here, it's like from fertilizer runoff from floods and stuff. Oh, God. Uh, but uh, the result is a lot of dead fish because of pollution. Mm-hmm. Well, I just heard today, Florida's new number one export is algae. <laughs> Yummy. It goes great mm-hmm. on a sandwich, by the way. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, block The blockbusters are back. Blockbuster movies are back. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Marvel's, what, Spider-Woman? No, what is the... no. It was Spider- Black Widow. Black, Black, Black Widow. Yeah. That's right. Like, huge, huge opening over yeah. the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, 80 million bucks just in the theater. 60 mm-hmm. million in streaming. Jesus. Now, uh, but still, in spite of Black Widow's success, it turns out the real summer sci-fi blockbuster was the CPAC convention. Oh, man. Lots of big lies at the CPAC convention. We're going to talk about that in just a second. Brand new Rocky Mountain Mike here. And there's a video for it, too, and it's great, by the way. It's great. Got a call from an old friend He used to be real gross Said he couldn't go on the Republican way Avocado toast. Now he listens to Stephanie's show from LA. <laughs> Mine too, I hope. Please. <laughs> I need you to tell me your lies from the old right. I don't care you insist that Joe Biden go home. Yeah, shove it up your ass, the big lie. Outstanding. (laughs) 
What a, and you got to see the video. It's on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to the Rocky Mountain Mike channel on YouTube and yeah. enjoy all of his work, including his wonderful uh, video and uh, jingle tribute to me and so, and so much more. Eh? I mean, yeah. Just uh, everything over the last uh, couple of years is yep. fantastic, especially. And and by all means, if you have any suggestions for Mike, whether it's a, maybe you want to, maybe you, for example, yeah, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you want to change a line uh, in one of his songs. Maybe you think another line would be better than the one that he wrote. Or, or maybe you have an idea for a whole new song. Uh, be, sure, be sure and jot it down and mail it. it is, we only accept these suggestions by mail to Rocky Mountain Mike, North Pole. Outstanding suggestion. And I'm sure he's going to appreciate every single letter he receives in the yeah. CML. Oh well, he gets yeah. he gets right to them. They come to him at the North Pole, and he goes right through the letters and gets right to work. Make sure to ask about tentacle porn, by the way. Yeah, that's yeah. one of his faves. And, yeah, and, and call him Rocky because he loves that. <laughs> Rocky, it's like, it's like that's it, that's people who do that think his last name is Mike. I don't understand. Rocky underscore Mountain underscore Mike on Instagram, too. And, of course, on YouTube, just search for Rocky Mountain Mike, and there he is. So, uh, yeah, I had a great birthday weekend. Uh, Thank you to everyone for their uh, wonderful birthday greetings. Such a great uh, outpouring of uh, support for my 50th. Did you get get my card, by the way? Did you get our card? I have not received a card. Oh, my God, that fucking Louis DeJoy. (laughs) I don't... Because we, we mailed it in plenty of time, and it was a great, great, great card, and you haven't gotten it yet. You should have gotten it yesterday. Oh, you know? yeah, no. Uh, or the day before. Even. Not yet, no. I, I haven't checked the mail today, so maybe it's down there waiting for me. But, yeah, I am uh, nearing closer and closer to the Brimley line. I had no idea there was an <laughs> actual technical it. term for it, and it's the Brimley line. Wilford Brimley was 51 years old when Cocoon came out, which means he was probably 50 when he shot that movie. Uh-huh. And so there's an entire uh, Twitter account called The Brimley Line that every time someone like a celebrity turns 51, uh-huh. they have reached the Brimley Line. And so I this see. is... <laughs> This is supposed to make us feel really old, but the fact is yeah. that Wilford Brimley just looked prematurely old for That's whatever true. reasons. Yeah. Yeah. He, he always played older parts, and yeah. he usually played a cop, an old sheriff, or, or you know some kind of oh, curmudgeonly role, a curm- yeah. you know something along that line. <laughs> That's what he'd always played. But I think somebody pointed out to you was it was it Tom Cruise or some other pretty yeah, boy yeah. who was still making action movies at, at, at fifty one and and you know still making them beyond that. So. Um, uh, you know, it, it doesn't. It don't mean nothing. You know, I had a great uh, birthday party on Saturday at oh, my mom's house, and the highlight of the day was this. Uh-huh. First of all, I should set this up by saying because of my interests in things like Star Wars and the aforementioned Avengers movies and comic uh-huh. book movies, superhero movies in general, right. uh, all of my birthdays look like I'm 12 years old. They just the the decorations, <laughs> great, the you know, the what the, the things people give me for my birthday and so on. It's like they they're just shopping for a 12-year-old. They just go to right. the party store and go, "Where's the 12-year-old second? We got a 12-year-old boy. He's really turning 50, but he You've acts actually- like a 12-year-old." You've actually just given me great shopping advice. 
I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't send you an actual gift this year uh, because I send you crap all the time. Yes, you do. And, and I like I like unbirthday presents better. So yeah, I'm gonna keep yeah. I'm gonna keep sending crap. And that's fine with me. Keep sending <laughs> okay. the crap. Yeah, yeah. Right. No no need for gifts. I mean, I actually told my family no gifts this year, but they got me gag gifts anyway. Like I got a, <laughs> a lovely pair of Superman underpants. See, these are the things I get because I'm turning 12 years old this year, right? Uh, but it, w- when they presented me with my birthday presents on Saturday, my yeah. entire family, my dad, my brothers, my sister-in-law, you know, just the whole group, my niece, uh-huh. they all dressed up like superheroes. They all oh had superhero shirts on and they came oh. out and they sang happy birthday. They with their love super- you. <laughs> and there I was. And of course, I'm like, oh, you people are ridiculous looking. Oh, wait a minute. I'm wearing a Superman shirt. <laughs> I was wearing they, a Superman oh, shirt. Yeah. Wow. What yeah, a thing that was to do. So what nice a, of a, them. Yeah. yeah what, that's a statement, man. That's a that's a statement. You can't beat that. That's that's yeah. terrific. And I, I hope there are pictures. Yeah. Oh, there are lots of pictures. <laughs> and and uh, it was so funny to see my dad wearing a Captain America T-shirt was <laughs> just incredible. Because he's all about that, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then, of yeah. course, the, the waterworks. <laughs> started because I guess my mom had planned Uh, for everyone to kind of say a few words in tribute to me in front of me. So there were all of these amazing stories and I'm sitting there going, who the hell is this guy? Seems like a great guy. Who are they talking about? (laughs) (laughs) But it was one of those things where, you know what? That was all the recognition I needed. Just the the dressing up in Uh the superhero shirts and and telling these stories. Yeah. What a, what a great tribute. That's, that's very kind. And did you find, do you find this? uh, Sometimes uh, people will uh, remind you of something Mm -hmm. that you don't even, you barely remember you did. Oh God. It didn't, it didn't at the moment you, you, you did some small kindness and you didn't give it a second thought at the time and you've long forgotten about it. And then years later they come back and say, Oh man, that time you did that thing. And you, you know, you're just stunned. (laughs) And and it it really is a a lesson in the effect we have on other people. Well, it's so funny you mentioned that because my dad's been telling this story about me uh, for a couple of years now. And I have no recollection of any of it. I have yeah. no idea that this actually happened to me. In fact, it got to the point where I was like, is dad making this up? Is this is he punking me in some way? He's talking about how when I was, I don't know, 12, 13 years old, I won some art contest. I, like I painted oh, a God tree or something like that. And I got like second place. It was at, it was for um, one of the conservation mm-hmm. groups. I forget the name of the group right. because I don't remember actually entering the contest. And so I painted a picture of a tree and out of 1,500 entries, I got second place. And so wow, there was a there was an award ceremony at William & Mary, and it was like yeah. a, a whole big thing where my parents and I drove like three hours to go accept this award one night, and I have no recollection of that ever, <laughs> ever happening. Thank you. Well, Thank you. <laughs> uh, you, you, you don't know this, but for years, uh, that picture has hung on my refrigerator, <laughs> so... <laughs> oh, you know what? I also wanted to thank uh, Stephanie Miller uh, for her uh, birthday greetings on the show yesterday. I got a, a great birthday greeting from uh, my favorite working writer in the entire world, Charlie uh-huh. Pierce, yesterday. Uh-huh. Oh, and yeah, I was, uh, there, it was such an honor. So I was so grateful to, to hear from Charlie yes. Pierce. And then Jen Kirkman. Oh, my God. Jen Kirkman <laughs> sent me a video that she made. Jen Kirkman loves making video. You got to subscribe to her Patreon, patreon.com slash Jen Kirkman. So she sent me a video via text message yesterday where she talked about, and this was my gift. She Mm -hmm. approached, she was at an event over the weekend where Lawrence O'Donnell was there. 
And but you've so had she, contact with Lawrence O'Donnell in the past. I, I think he's retweeted me a couple of times on oh, Twitter. Oh, okay. All right. I, I had some recollection of some, some relationship to Lawrence <laughs> O'Donnell, but I know it's a big deal. Well, truth be told, so, I'm afraid of Lawrence O'Donnell. I'm terrified well, of Lawrence O'Donnell. And here's why. Why would you be af- Okay. Well, well because, because if he got mad at me for some reason. He, oh, Lawrence, O'Donnell, Lawrence O'Donnell is one of those guys who you uh-huh. don't want to anger because <laughs> he has just got that, he's got uh-huh. that stare. He's got that like, oh, I am yes, so pissed yes. now. Like yeah, you, can see, his, you can see, you can see the liquid th- hot magma boiling up into his eyeballs, right? I th- I think his studio crew knows that. Yes, yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Of course, the, of course they do. Stop the hammering, right? And so we always play this clip of Lawrence <laughs> right. O'Donnell raving out. Stop the hammering. So at right. this party, long story short, here you get into this story uh, with Jen uh-huh. Kirkman. Jen Kirkman goes up to Lawrence O'Donnell, and she's telling me this whole story as she's driving through the parking lot. <laughs> at her apartment building. Right. And she said, uh, I went up to Lawrence O'Donnell and they're both from, Jen and Lawrence are both from Boston. They're both Southies, right? right? And so she went up and started talking to Lawrence O'Donnell about how she loves when his Boston accent comes out on the show when he gets uh-huh. really pissed off. He's like, oh, yeah, when I get angry, that accent comes boiling to the surface. And she said to him, I couldn't believe she had the balls to say this to him. She said, I love it when you say stop the hammering. She said this directly to Lawrence O'Donnell when he says stop the hammering with his Boston accent. She just loves it. And instead of getting pissed off, he was uh-huh. like, Oh, this is great. And she, he started telling Boston stories. So they're swapping Boston stories back and forth and their Boston accent and everything like that. So it turns out that, and, and please don't try this. Don't use this as an experiment. No, like, okay, no, next time I see Lawrence, I'm going to ask him about. Stop no, only, the hammering. Don't do it. Only a Jen Kirkman can get away with That's this. That's right. I mean, you, you couldn't have gotten away with no. it. Nobody else could. Yeah. She could. Yeah. And the great irony is just the other day, Kimberly and I were talking about that. Like, if Lawrence O'Donnell ever heard this show, and he would never listen to this show, but if he ever did, and he heard me playing the Stop the Hammering drop, he'd be (laughs) so pissed. And that's where you get that that stare with the you know but, the but laser see, shooting out of his eyeballs. But see, I think Jen Kirkman has has proven that that's okay now. I mean, he, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I don't, yeah. I don't think it would be a problem. He might might he might take to you the way he did her on that occasion. Yeah, yeah. Well, meantime, uh, one of our favorite singers, one of our favorite indie performers here on the show, Callie Cardamon, uh, recorded yes. a song for me, and when I heard it, I got choked up. And Aww. it was because it, it it relates to Chez. She did a version of Joni Mitchell's River, which is Chez's favorite Christmas song. And so I sat here for a good long day uh, yesterday just debating with myself. Do I play this on the show now or do I hold it? And I decided, you know what? I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it for Christmas time. And we're going to understand we're going to end this year where the last thing you hear on this show for 2021 will be Callie Cardamon's performance of River, which will knock Fantastic. your socks oh, she's off. she's a beautiful singer. Yeah. I can't wait to hear it. And not that I want to rush through the year. And and that brings to mind, I was fondly remembering today our New Year's show and wondering if we're oh, yeah. doing that again or other roundtable shows. Yes. Uh, yeah, I look I look forward to that. We absolutely, as long as everyone's available, we're going to do another New right. Year's show. Definitely. Right. right. we got to bring Rocky, Rocky Mountain Mike in for something special. <laughs> That's right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. 
And so, uh, yeah, so that was my birthday. Uh, you know, I was hoping to get 50 new subscribers on Patreon, 50 new $1 subscribers on Patreon for my 50th birthday. Didn't quite make that mark, but I want to thank everybody who did sign up. Patreon.com slash Bob Seska show. So thank you for I'm, doing that. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the same thing Rudy Giuliani told Trump on election night. <laughs> yeah. J- just say you won. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. We got to talk about that too. Uh, one last thing I want to mention too. And uh, thank you, Buzz, for being the first to drop the F bomb on today's show. Uh, you know, I was, I was driving to my uh, mom's house the other day for my birthday party. And I was thinking, do I say fuck too much on the show? Someone on Twitter posted one of those poll questions. Of what's the weirdest compliment you ever received? And of course, I mentioned the story about how in 1991, when I was a driver for Domino's Pizza, my mm, Domino's right. manager said, Bob, you know, you'd make a great Domino's manager, but you say the word fuck too much. And that was one of the weirdest compliments I've ever received. And so I was thinking... Do I say fuck too much on the show? And now I've said it like 12 times. Uh, and so <laughs> oh, I we're done. <laughs> I put a poll up on our Patreon page. Again, patreon.com slash Bob Seska show. Link in the description. And, yeah. and uh, oh, by and large, everyone is fine with the profanity on the show. As long as it's not gr- gratuitous, as long as it's genuine and it comes from a place of honest reaction, everyone's cool with the F-bomb on the show. So I... Yeah. I've been saying it more, and but I still try to be really judicious about it. Me you know, too. I mean, yeah. I, you, know, you choose the right spot; it can mm. be really super effective. Yeah. Uh, I I didn't used to swear at all. I was raised uh, by parents who never would have allowed that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and then I went immediately into radio, where you want to be really really careful mm. uh, not to swear on the air. And so, you know, and over the years, of course, I, I off the air would, you know, begin to swear more, but never on a show. Yeah. And uh, really, it's, it's still a fairly recent development for mm-hmm. me. So I still tiptoe timidly. Uh, but, uh, you know, I like to, it's a hammer I like to get out occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. And we were trained not to through many, many right. years, as you said. Right. And so it's, it's kind automatic. of automatic. I, I don't yeah. give it, I can, I can be in any situation and not swear. Yeah. Because I've got that sort of, a strict parent uh, radio, you know, strictness uh, is is in my blood. Right, right. Well, that's the thing. And, uh, you know, again, as I said, as long as it's not gratuitous, it's fine. As long as it's coming from a place of honesty, it's, it's basically our honest reaction to the ex- ongoing existential crisis of our time, as you mentioned in, uh, in your monologue there. So, uh, but yeah, if you want to participate, if you want to be able to have a voice in how this show uh, operates, how this goes, mm-hmm. you got to mm-hmm. subscribe on the Patreon page. I mean, we had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments from people saying, yeah, f- everything's fine, Bob. What are you worried about? <laughs> so the poll, the poll turned out exactly the way I, I had hoped. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, getting into things here on the show, on our big Tuesday show today, uh, got to give three cheers for the Texas Democrats oh, for yeah. being super duper ballsy. Uh, speaking of ballsy, Jesus. They are in D.C. now, right? They're uh, right, they're right. staying out of the state to deny the Republicans a quorum because the Republicans have now become soulless fascists. You know how you can tell a, a Texas Democrat in D.C.? How? They're, they're the only ones smiling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because you know what? They're doing the right thing. They, they are. <clears throat> and, and they've got to be nervous at the same time, too, because... On some level, they might be facing jail. I don't think it will ever come to that. Uh, there, there's yeah. a lot that's kind of funny about this story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there's even more to admire in what they're doing and the courage they're showing and how they're using it in trying to pressure 
Congress into uh, acting and, and more specifically pressuring Democrats into doing whatever it takes. And there are options available yeah. uh, to get uh, S-1 passed. And so this is the action that you need to take when there is yes. an authoritarian fascist uprising yes. in this country. It's a matter of, well, you know what? It's legal. I mean, I know the Republicans are going to freak out about it, but you know what? They're always going to find something to freak out about. Mm -hmm. So you got to take the action to block this move toward preventing Democrats from voting. This is entirely about making sure Democrats don't have a voice. And why do they need to do that? Why do the Republicans take this action? It's because they're guided by Trumpism now, which is a minority view. Trumpism is a doctrine that is held by a minority of Americans. So they cannot win right. on Trumpism alone. It's impossible. Right. They can't moderate either because Red Hats, Trump, Trumpism controls the party. So there's no moderating to gain more votes. So what they have to do, the only way they can win is by suppressing Democratic votes. This is the corner they've painted themselves into, and they can't escape from it. And it was on full display in, at CPAC this weekend, by the way. Indeed, and I'm sure you'll get to that. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they, these Democrats are doing a very brave thing. And, and, and frankly, they're, they're risking arrest. Yeah. They're risking going to jail just to send a dramatic message to the United States Senate to uh, pass the For the People Act. And, and because they know ultimately they're only delaying what's happening in yeah. Texas in all probability. Uh, this, this goes beyond that. This is a... Uh, they're they're pulling the fire alarm for the nation here as yeah, their yeah. state is about to become the 18th uh, to pass uh, voter suppression laws out of the, what, some 400 that have been proposed across the country. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and th the key here in all of this is, as we observe these things happening with the Republican Party, the key is to not allow yourself to be gaslit. Because what the Republicans will say, what they will do, what some people listening to the Republicans are reading in the Republican press, the, you know, the right. Red Hat Entertainment Complex and so on, mm -hmm. is that, well, the Democrats want authoritarian socialism. So it's like, well, everyone wants authoritarianism and it's both sides cancel each other out and whatever the nonsense is. Don't yeah. let yourself believe that because they are... What the key here to their politics is to make you feel like you're the one who is into authoritarian government. And that's not the case at all. That's not what the left believes in. That's not what Democrats believe in. There may be some fringy people somewhere that you could dig up somewhere in the dark depths, the underworld of the Internet, who maybe believe that. But it's not leadership. We're talking about the difference here in leadership. The Republican Party leadership wants authoritarian fascist idiocracy in this country right. because it's the only way they can continue to win. They can call the Democrats socialists all day long and they, I think, will. Well, first of all, no, they're, they're not going to change the minds of their own people, of their own voters, nope. of that minority of which you spoke. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, there are some probably some vulnerable people in the middle who are still susceptible to that sort of both sides way of thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, well, they, that's what they all want, isn't it? Uh, power, yeah. you know. So does it matter which? Well, yeah, it does because one involves democracy and one doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and. Uh, yeah, you know, the stakes couldn't be higher. I know at about the time, shortly after we finished today's show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, President Biden will deliver remarks about the importance of voting rights. Uh, 
by the time you hear this show, he will have already delivered those remarks. And yeah. what you should be looking for in your own analysis of his remarks is just how strong they were. I mean, uh, he's, I, I know some of what he's going to say or what he has said, uh, and, and he's made very strong statements uh, calling the Republicans uh, moves uh, authoritarian and, yeah. and un-American. Uh, I, but I also know, I, I mean, will he take it farther than that? Will, you know, how strongly will he urge Congress uh, and what other steps might he announce? Uh, because democracy hinges on that and what he says or said today are uh, very, very important to that fight. Yeah. Uh, there, there is a workaround or a reach around if you prefer, uh, where, uh, <laughs> Democrats can exempt, uh, the the we the, the for the people act mm -hmm. uh from the filibuster rule and pass it on a 51 vote majority yeah uh that that can absolutely be done um so that that option remains so it, how much pressure is the president going to put on congress to get this done what else might he have up his sleeve because this is really really important on the encouraging side i know that he met uh, in a meeting that lasted twice as long as expected with the civil rights leaders mm -hmm. who really put the pressure on Biden this week yeah. to do something to stop this voter suppression. So I, you know, I, because we're recording this before his remarks, he either, I, we're either very pleased and proud of what he had to say, or we're a little disappointed. Uh, I just don't know which. And yeah. Perhaps we can edit that. The thing here with uh, all of this comes down to the filibuster and whether or not right. Mansion and right. Cinema are going to support it. And without those two supporting, the name of your pain has got to be Mansion and Cinema. Everyone within the sound of our voices today has to be focused on the fact that it's not the Democrats at large. No. But I've been preaching this for some time now. Let's stop mm -hmm. categorically saying it's all Democrats being a pain in the ass here. Why aren't they fighting? Why aren't they doing well, it's the House Democrats have done everything they can possibly do. They've passed all of these wish list laws, including the For the People Act. And so the key here, the, the block here, is coming from Manchin and Cinema and the inability to reform the filibuster. Bear in mind that Mitch McConnell has done all kinds of, pulled back the filibuster on all kinds of things, judicial nominees most glaringly. That's why we end up with a bunch of uh, Trump nominees for the Supreme Court on the court. And the great so, thing yeah. about this filibuster Buster, if, if, if I may, the great thing about this uh, workaround for the filibuster yeah. is that uh, it allows Mansion and Cinema to keep their precious filibuster, but it would uh, this particular vote would be exempt, and as would any other vote that involved uh, that interlaced with the Constitution, any mm -hmm. other constitutionally related matters such as voting rights yeah. uh, then could be passed on a simple majority vote. So there's still a way if, uh, if we can swing it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm hoping for that. And I'm hoping uh, that President Biden can put pressure on Congress to get this done one way or the other. And uh, if he has to have a mansion and send him back up to the White House, then so be it. Yeah, they got to cut a deal. They, they've got to acquiesce to something. And I know there are something. probably offers on the table coming from either Joe Biden, coming from the White House, coming right. from Democratic leadership on the Hill. Someone's got to have presented Mansion and Cinema with an offer. Here, we're going to give you this, or we're going to present this compromise, and then you come along and you support reforming the filibuster. And it's just a matter of them pulling the trigger and saying yes. But that's a big ask. It's not as easy 
easy as it sounds because obviously once you get Mansion, you got to bring Cinema along. Some people think that Cinema will go along with Mansion and whatever Mansion decides. Right, I'm right. less confident in that scenario. I think Kirsten Cinema is a bit of a pain in the ass when it comes to right. uh, foiling the the Democratic leadership in the Senate. So I don't know. Well, I don't know how this uh, we, ends up. If, if if we cannot at this time kill or reform the filibuster, we can exempt S one from it. Yeah, And to me, that's the workaround that seems the obvious way to go. Uh, if the right pressure is applied by the right people, I think that we can get done. And my hope is that perhaps in one of the legal challenges to some of these state-level election laws, namely mm -hmm. Georgia, for example, that maybe a U.S. district judge will say, all right, well, we're going to put a hold on this for now until it's fully adjudicated, and then we'll proceed from there. And that often happens. We've seen, right. we've seen that happen on many occasions in the past where a, a judge puts a stop to a law, doesn't allow it to be implemented until mm -hmm. you know it makes its way through the courts. And so right. there's a possibility. But I'd rather not rely on that possibility. I'd rather this be overwritten, overruled by federal law. Oh, I believe, yeah, I believe, attack it on all fronts. Uh, yeah. law, lawsuits legislatively uh, from, from every angle right. to try to defend uh, voting rights because uh, we've been saying it week after week here lately, uh, we are this close to losing our republic. That's absolutely right. So we're going to talk about CPAC here because uh, the Texas AG, Ken Paxton, ah. Told the, the uh, secret the part comedy, out loud. Yeah. The, the comedy portion of the show. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly right. We're going to uh, talk about the comedy portion of the show. We're going to talk about all of that here in just one second, right after <laughs> these words. Well, do you ever catch yourself thinking when you're looking in the mirror? Ugh, ugh, I wish those under eye bags would just go away. You're not alone. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women. Until now, introducing the new Genucel Serum with plant stem cell technology from Chamonix. Susan from New Jersey wrote me, I've been using Genucel for a couple of months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared and haven't come back. I love this product. I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones, and on my eyelids. With its instant effects, Chamonix says you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. I love it. I use the entire line of products. It is my favorite skincare I've ever used. Um, they guarantee it, though. Results in the first 12 hours or your money back. Order now. Get 50% off all Genucel packages for summer. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That's love, G-E-N-U-C-E-L dot com slash Stephanie. Lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. I use it every single day. I get so many compliments. Check it out. Lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. The Bob Seska Show. From Washington, D.C. Yeah, this is a brand new band to the show, The War and Treaty. 
as I said, also from our nation's capital, huh? Song is called Five More Minutes from their Hartstown album. They are on tour. They're on tour right now. They're playing shows this summer, including one at Wolf Trap in DC on the 29th. And they're going to be opening for, holy shit, they're opening for John Legend this fall on tour. Amazing. So that's a hell of a double bill. TheWarAndTreaty.com is the uh, website address. Link in the description of BobSuska.com. Man, just amazing. Just such great stuff. The entire album is absolutely uh, one of my new faves here on the show. Okay. If you're if you're going to Wolf Trap and uh, you're going to see this great band and uh, John Legend, yeah. uh, be sure and say hi to Surf for us. <laughs> he will be there. Surf. <laughs> oh, man. What, where is, what's Good Surf? Guy. Have you heard from Surf yeah, these days? He, he, he has a thing called Echo Planet Radio, and uh, wow. he, he still does Surf's Progressive Show. And uh, That's he incredible. was a progressive progressive DJ in, yeah. in DC who who just played. <laughs> uh, he only played good stuff. Yeah, that yeah. was the great thing about his show. Yeah, Surf was uh, Surf was one of my favorites. He uh, once good gave guy. me gave me a ride to the auto mechanic when I was interning at WJFK. <laughs> you know that sounds just like him. I mean, he's a yeah. great guy. Uh, Don and Mike used to play that drop in of him all the time, saying, "Hi, this is Surf." <laughs> yes, I'll never yes. forget that. Uh, and they, oh yeah, and they also used to make prank calls using Surf's voice, like drop-ins of Surf's <laughs> voice, which is hysterical. Anyway, thank you. That's a, a stroll down memory lane. Surf, God, I hadn't thought about hey, Surf in a long I, time. I, dollars to donuts, whatever that means. Uh, he will be at that concert. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Yeah, you uh, pr- probably the same haircut. I'm sure. Uh, all right. Well, uh, CPAC. Um, there was. Like this was like the 82nd CPAC of the year, right? And right. they've had more than one CPAC this year. Am I yes, wrong on this? Yeah, Am yeah. I seeing it things? Used, used to be an annual event, and now they're having a, a, a second one. Uh, apparently, there's you, they couldn't pack all the crazy into just one. <laughs> right. It, you talk about a cynical cash grab. They've got to do right. two in a year now because it's so <laughs> lucrative for them. And that's the key. This is all part of this. Uh, uh, right-wing Red Hat Entertainment Complex. This is uh, just uh, separating Red Hats from their cash, and that's what this is all about. And the thing that, uh, of course, intrigued me was the fact that the Texas Attorney General, you want to give some credence to the Texas Democrats for walking out, for abandoning their state to block some of this legislation? Mm -hmm. Ken Paxton said to a standing ovation that Trump would not have won Texas if he hadn't won 12 voter suppression lawsuits to stop mail-in ballots and drop boxes prior yeah, to the election. If Ken, if Ken Paxton had not won those lawsuits yeah. on behalf of the Red Hats, uh, Biden would have won Texas. He's admitted publicly this uh, man who's also under FBI investigation, right. and, uh, under several, uh, you know, he's uh, he appears to be a shady character, kind of a, <laughs> you know, uh, an alleged crook, I guess you'd say. Right. He yeah. is. He is so, kind of a shady character. That is he, very he, well he, said. He, he is an alleged crook. And yeah, uh, yeah. I think uh, given a little time, uh, that will bear out. Absolutely. Well, the the key here, obviously, as I said before, is they can't moderate their positions because of Trumpism. So they have no choice but to stop Democrats from actually voting. And then when or they try. admit to things like this, and this goes back many, many years. Well, this goes back to voter oh, yeah. ID when there were Republican politicians constantly admitting 
whether it was accidental or not, doesn't matter. They were confessing to it that the reason why uh, they passed vo- certain voter ID laws was to get more Republicans elected. I mean, that's the entire right. goal. But uh, meanwhile, at CPAC, Lauren Boebert said she attended a Biden rally while she was fully armed. Uh, this is, again, sending this. Uh, it's a lie. Yeah, I'm sure it's a lie. But what it does is it sends a message to the people who support this movement uh-huh. that it's okay to bring you know your guns to disrupt uh, democratic rallies. It's a lie because she didn't couldn't get past Secret Service with those guns. Oh no, uh, absolutely not. That that just isn't going to happen. But you're absolutely right. Yeah, that what she's trying to do is uh, promote violence, and we heard a lot of that at CPAC, and we're hearing it a lot from uh, Republican leaders across the country, uh, more hints uh, at violence, mm. more suggestions of violence, fight, fight, fight. The word is used a lot. Yeah. Uh, this is a scary time because they, you know, they have the AR-15, you know. And the thing is that um, within maybe 24, what, 24, 48 hours of Lauren Boebert's remarks, a bunch of red hat thugs turned up at a Katie Porter mm. rally, a Katie Porter yes, event, yes, and disrupted that. I mean, Charlie Pierce called that pure like 1930s like brown shirt stuff uh, today, like you know, like early Nazi stuff that you witness in Germany. That's what this is: They're disrupting political rallies now, uh, infiltrating and disrupting those things. What don't the- underestimate Katie Porter though. Yeah, uh, I know because I I don't know if it's true. I, I hear she once killed a guy with a whiteboard. I don't. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> that's right yeah. yeah i wouldn't be surprised she's she's, she's tough uh, let's just leave it at that she's tough yeah and when she screams stop the hammering she's especially <laughs> tough yeah yeah don't mess with katie porter uh but yeah this is uh the great irony in all of this the great irony in lauren bobert's remarks and this uh whole fever to not infringe upon the second amendment in any possible way the irony is that there were no guns allowed inside cpac so not only could you not bring guns to a Katie Porter rally or a Joe Biden rally or whatever, you're not allowed to bring guns inside CPAC, you know, because the Second Amendment shall not be infringed, right? Let's not confuse uh, irony with idiocy, uh, because, <laughs> yeah, you know, they just, it doesn't, it doesn't quite live up to the, the quality of irony. It's just pure idiocy. And of course, we all saw how an announcement along the lines of, well, Joe Biden's fallen short of his uh, COVID vaccination. Uh, goals here. I think, um, what is it? Uh, I think it was, he wanted to get 70% of Americans with it, with at least That's one correct. shot yeah. by the 4th 70. of July. Yeah, and he wasn't able to get there. I think he got to 54% or something like that. And Well, uh, no, I, I mean, it depends on you how you look at it. It's, uh, it's about 65% okay. of, of people who've gotten at least one shot. And oh, gotcha. Over the age of 12. So he came very close. I even heard one a report of sixty-seven percent. Yeah. So we got really damn close to it. Uh, and and but that's it's not enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, initially we were hoping for, uh, as the Republicans have alleged, eighty to ninety percent. Yeah. Uh, immunity and uh, and this whole business about the, their new thing is attacking the the, the plans to go door to door to talk to people mm-hmm. uh, and answer their questions about the vaccination. Uh, the Republicans are framing it as uh, Democrats are going to go door to door and give you the vaccination, whether you want it or not. And uh, once they've set up the mechanism to go door to door to distribute this vaccine, 
then they will have that same mechanism available to them to come back to your door and take your guns. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is the sort of fantasy land that they're living in. Uh, and, and they're a dangerous bunch. They are a minority, but yeah. they are a very, very dangerous bunch. Right. Well, when someone announced at CPAC that Biden had failed to reach his vaccination goal, the audience actually cheered for that. And then meanwhile, a guy on one of the weirdo networks, one of the cockamamie weirdo networks, OAN or Newsmax, one of the hosts was saying something along the lines of, they're going to be going door to door to vaccinate people, forcibly vaccinate people, practically at gunpoint. Right. Where the word practically is doing all kinds of heavy lifting. With with your gun. They're going to actually use your gun. (laughs) That's right. I don't know. And this is the fantasy that's going out there, and people are believing it. That's the crazy thing. I mean, it's one thing to go around and say that. People go, oh, there they go again. But people believe that. People believe that Joe Biden is going to send his Gestapo all around. I mean, you remember 2009, 2010, when they thought, oh, yeah, okay, the IRS is going to go around, their Gestapo is going to go around, forcing people to sign up for Obamacare at the point of a gun, which never happened. It was never a thing. I'm still waiting for psychologists to explain to us how we're going to fix the one-third of Americans who are mentally ill. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. You know, I, 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 not to be funny. I mean, we have to live with these folks, uh, and they're not going to be quiet. I mean, Trump could get run over by a train, and yeah. uh, these these folks would press forward right. uh, in his name. Uh, you know, the, the problem is not easily solved, uh, but I'd sure like to hear some good suggestions from mm-hmm. people who understand mass psychology. Well, there was that other guy on Newsmax, uh, I believe it was yesterday, who was saying that the guy looks like Jake Ryan, by the way, this Newsmax host looks like Jake Ryan from the movie 16 Candles with Molly Ringwald. (laughs) She's like, she was, uh, she had a big crush on this, uh, the big man on campus, Jake Ryan. Ah. And this guy, this Newsmax host looks like Jake Ryan. And he was saying that it's unnatural to get the vaccination. The the Uh reason why we've got this pandemic is to basically, he was making the thin the herd argument. Right. But maybe God right. wants to reduce the number of people and give them COVID. And so getting a vaccine goes against God is essentially mm-hmm. what he was talking about. Well, and the same is true of shoes uh, because <laughs> we weren't born with shoes. That's right. uh, uh, and, you know, if you step on a nail, get tetanus and die, hey, that's on you. It's God's you know, will. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the, That's how the Lord wanted it to go. Uh, yeah. Y- y- you know, it's just, it's it's insanity. Mm-hmm. And the people who believe it, believe it. And the rest of us know better. And we somehow have to deal with those who don't. I'm trying to figure out the strategy, Buzz. Let's kill our own people. I don't know. I don't understand this political strategy where we're saying, you know what? Let our own people die. We're just we're fine with that. It's it's always with the Republicans, and I think I have this figured out. With the Republicans, it's always now about the short term win. Yeah. Never mind the trouble we're going to be in next year, the year after that, and Mm -hmm. the year after that to win this next election. Yeah. This is what we have to do, and of course they keep taking it farther and farther and farther beyond the point of insanity at this point. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's this is this is the method of their madness i think tell me what you think of this theory okay i think they want joe biden's covid numbers to go up again 
So they can say, look at Man. Joe Biden and his disastrous, uh, whatever it is, fifth wave they would, of COVID. They, they, they would certainly take credit for that, but that's not why they're not getting vaccinated. They're not getting vaccinated because America. Yeah. Uh, they, they, that's why they're not getting vaccinated. <laughs> Owning the lips, because they're, yeah. They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're idiots and they've been played and they continue to allow themselves to be played. Mm-hmm. And we, we need some some help yeah, you know yeah. in 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 dealing with those folks meanwhile republicans are pushing to ban what they call discrimination against unvaccinated people legislation is being introduced in states across the country that would protect the civil rights of people who refuse to be vaccinated oh my god hey you know what you know what's gonna uh, strip them of their civil rights being dead there's nothing yeah. that will take your civil rights away faster than dying. Or how about this? I, being wired into a hospital bed with ventilators. Hey, enjoy your civil rights while I you're just, struggling you know, to breathe. It, it's heartbreaking. I, I spent, uh, you know, I've joked before that I was raised by hillbillies. The truth is uh, that, I, that I had relatives, uh, had relatives in the Ozarks. And I, I spent uh, wonderful boyhood summers there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, one of the... Towns, one of the mm-hmm. big towns I visited, where mm-hmm. I also had relatives, is Springfield, Missouri, ah. and uh, it seemed like a nice enough town, you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, they have a hospital there called Mercy Hospital, yeah. which uh, just yesterday opened its sixth COVID ward. Oh my God, what uh, a disaster! And it's, it's Fox News country. Uh, those mm-hmm. those folks apparently, uh, since I've been gone, uh, have taken to watching Fox News and now have one of the worst COVID rates in the country. Yeah, uh, The Ozarks being one of the hot spots you want to stay out of right now, mm-hmm. um, uh, as lovely as it can be. And uh, it's it's just, it's heartbreaking, but we're not going to, we're not going to get, some of these people, we're not going to get vaccinated. And I talked on a previous show about the difference between the vaccine hesitant, the people we can reach, and, mm. and my goodness, that effort should continue. We can certainly get our herd immunity number higher than the, 65 percent or whatever it is right now yeah uh and and we need to do everything we can but there are some people who are refuseniks who are never going to right uh, allow themselves to be vaccinated and the my concern about that is that you take a place like springfield missouri it becomes a swamp in which this uh, delta variant uh which spreads 50 percent faster yep than uh than than original COVID. um and uh, what's going to happen, uh, ask any scientist, is it's going to mutate again. Yep. And it could mutate again and again and again in these swamps uh, because America. Yeah. Uh, and we have to figure out how to deal with that. Mm-hmm. We have to figure out how to deal with those folks. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I mentioned this on Friday's after party, but it bears repeating that it's not just about the death rate. It's not just about the infection rate. The problem is exactly what you said, these variants. These people who are refusing to get vaccinated, the refuseniks and and the shirkers and all the rest of them, they are variant factories. They are creating new variants, and it's all because of their irresponsibility. It's because of their politics. It's because of their Mm -hmm. hero worship of a known professional con man. Mm -hmm. This is what's going to prevent us from fully escaping this. And I think part of my angst, part of my anger in the past couple of weeks with regard to COVID is because I feel like 
this is going to be something that is going to be extraordinarily difficult for this country to escape. And it's a very hopeless kind of feeling. And it's, yeah, it's, it's not like, all the we, time. Yeah, I mean, occasionally I do feel a little bit of hope, but I mean, by and large, I'm like, you know what? These people aren't going to allow us to escape this madness. Well, those of us who are vaccinated, and uh, there are still some details to work out whether or not we need a booster shot or not. Yeah. Uh, but as I understand it, at this juncture, we do not. Uh, those of us who are uh, twice vaccinated or have the Johnson and Johnson vaccine, mm. we're we're good. And especially J and J, not so not as much as everybody else uh, against the variants. But uh, and and it's recommended they get a booster shot of either Pfizer or Moderna. I just as a layman, I would recommend Pfizer. Yeah. Uh, but but. Uh, uh, you know, if we need them, we'll get them. Uh, we're we're protected, uh, but we can. And and it looks like we don't carry it. Uh, we, it looks like we're less likely to transmit it well, to other good. people yeah. because we are vaccinated. So that's good. Uh, you know, that that's very good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th there are some good pieces of news out there, but uh, Bob might be right. We might never escape this because of those people. Yeah, uh, we might, as uh, Boris Johnson said a, a week or so ago. We might have to learn to live with it, uh, you know, as best we can. And that, that's going to involve uh, masking and things that we hoped maybe would be temporary uh, are going to be more permanent. than yeah. we hope. I, I worry that we're headed for COVID-19 phase two. Well, the reality is that these people are going to eventually have to get vaccinated. I mean, I don't know. There's eventually going to be a situation. Hold them down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily going to come to that, but I think there's going to be a point where they're going to look around them and go, yeah, 90% of my family and friends are dead or on ventilators. Maybe I should do this. Maybe that's the yeah. better alternative. Maybe that's the safer alternative, you know, to do the thing that all of the grownups in the world are doing right now. Maybe I should join that bandwagon. And and the, the tragedy of that is they are going to wait until the last fucking minute. And rather than doing it now when the vaccines are available and everyone's doing it and it's all a matter now That's, of creating a, you know, a nation where we don't have to worry about this anymore, that, they're not going to do that. They're going to wait until it's too late. That's on one, on one hand, that's very human. We are, as a creature, as a species, yeah. we are uh, more reactive than proactive. Mm -hmm. we, we, we tend to put things off. Uh, these so-called conservatives even more so, the Trumpsters even more so yeah. uh, that way. And, yeah. uh, you know, to, to their own demise perhaps, but at, at the risk of the rest of us and at great expense to the rest of us. I, I saw a tweet I like very much, maybe more of us should adopt and spread, and that is uh, vaccinate or intubate. Yeah, it's a tragedy. They have to think of it along those lines, but that's absolutely true. But so many of them, even if, uh, let's say there's some guy uh, and, and he's surrounded by, and several of of his peeps close to him uh, get, sick, get, get sick from COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, know. yeah. Fewer people are vaccinated are, are not being hospitalized anymore. Mm -hmm. If you're, you're like 94, 96% protected from going to the hospital if you're double vaccinated yeah so you're you're but but the people who are not vaccinated can still get sick and die and so let's say a guy has like three or four peeps close to him uh who get sick and or die i i think there's still a strong chance he's gonna say yeah but my immune system's really good oh, yeah. so i said so i i mean we're, we're i think we're always gonna have uh, holdouts and and that's you know what that's almost okay if we can get to 80 90 percent uh 
immunity. Sure. Eighty percent would be delightful. It really would. Yeah. I mean, Fauci would be over the moon with eighty percent. Right, right. And it's not a tough call to get there. We should be able to get there, but we can't. We're close. Because yeah, yeah, because of this well, movement surrounding the fucking game show host. Don't don't say can't because no. I, I, I really have a lot of faith in the ad campaigns and uh the various approaches the Biden administration and local officials are taking yeah. uh to to talk to people about getting vaccinated. Uh, the the reluctant are being won over, you know, a few mm-hmm. at a time. Uh, you know, we still have the refuseniks, but the reluctant uh, are starting to, 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 to crumble under, uh, under the various approaches that are being taken, both nationally and very locally. Yeah. And, but, you know, part of my frustration, too, is, admittedly, I, I shouldn't have jumped the gun on this front, but I did, which is that... Once everyone started to get vaccinated, once I got vaccinated, I was like, oh, it feels like we're out of the woods. It feels like we've it did. turned it a does. corner here. It's still a little bit. Yeah. And that feeling lasted hmm, three weeks or a month. You know, yeah, until not, finally not, you go, not, oh shit, variants and these people who are feeding yeah. these Trump supporters, these red hats, are variant factories now. And oh shit, we're never going to escape this crap. We, we went from being relieved, we went from being very worried yeah. to relieved yeah. to back to a little worried. So, congratulations, red hats. You've owned the libs. You, you've owned me. I'm, I'm pissed off because of this now. So, you, you, you job well triggered. done. Now, go get vaccinated, you fucking babies. <laughs> Seriously. See, now they've, they've triggered you, haven't they? Yes, <laughs> yes they have, You've because I'm a teeny tiny snowflake. Okay, <laughs> uh, we're going to take one last break, come back, talk about, uh, oh, insurrection news right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out, unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! Yeah, this is the Gypsy Moths. All right. And a song from their Wollaston Theater album. This is called These Days Will Run. I love it. Hope you find it. Yeah. Let me see. What's their uh, website address here? I seem to have forgotten. Okay, here we go. Uh, TheGypsyMobsBand.com. Link in the description uh-huh. of BobSeska.com. BobSeska.com slash music if you want to submit your songs to the show. Thank you for doing it in advance. Yeah, the like Gyps- Gypsy Moths and their problematic band name. Yep. You know, scientists Here's- are uh, going to remove the word gypsy from the actual name of the moth because the word but gypsy wish- is a uh, ethnic slur, apparently. Yeah. 
Yeah. Good, good luck to us all. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, you know what? You, you've given a good uh, DJ lesson to a young aspiring DJs out there. If What's such that? A thing exists. Uh, coming out of a jingle, nothing sounds better than a, a record that uh, starts with the strong drums. Yeah, that's right. And Something you, peppy. You've done, you, you've done that twice today. Ah, oh, thank like, you. Thank jingle, you. drums, love it. Shit, yeah, yeah. Well, again, thank you to all of our independent bands here for yes. uh, supporting the show and letting us share your amazing music here. I guys can't thank you enough. Okay. So getting back into things here on the show, uh, Trump called the insurrection a love fest, Mm -hmm. and he's now fully embracing the attack now, Uh, defending people like Ashley Babbitt, villainizing uh, the Capitol Police, especially the uh, Capitol Police officer who shot Ashley Babbitt. This has become the new thing. It's no longer about, uh, well, we're going to distance ourselves or we're going to play, we're going to soft pedal this. They're just like, okay, yeah, this is a great thing. And we all thought it was wonderful and everyone loved each other and they were hugging and kissing and whatever Trump says about this. So, you know, again, Trump always makes things worse for Trump, even after he's done being president. He's now linking himself, obviously, to the insurrection. He's saying things in public that can be used against him, ostensibly in a court of law. Hope so. Um, yeah, and I think that there's there's something that we often miss in talking about Donald Trump in his post-presidency. We often talk about the crazy batshit stuff that he says during his rallies and whatever public remarks during the Hannity show or on Newsmax or whatever. And what I think we need to do is, as I said from the very beginning, you wonder how do we counterattack Donald Trump? Well, you don't counterattack him. What you do is you attack him. Don't be reactive, be proactive. Exactly. You take the fire hose of news and you reverse it and fire it at Donald Trump is what you do. So we constantly got to be hitting the fact that not only did he trigger uh, a violent attack against the Article I powers, a coup d'etat in this country to overturn the results of the election violently, but he also, and this is another key, this is something that we're losing sight of. The fact of the matter is that uh, a year ago or earlier than a year ago, he exacerbated this COVID crisis, this pandemic, to the point where even now, even with the vaccine, we still cannot escape it. There are 600,000 Americans dead, due in large dead. part to Donald Trump's irresponsibility. And I don't need to go off in the entire speech about that. I've written about it extensively, talked about it extensively on the show. The fact of the matter is that we would not be sitting here with COVID as, as a thing in our lives mm-hmm. still, were it not for Donald Trump's heinous incompetence, his criminal attention toward getting reelected at any cost, mm-hmm. making this pandemic far worse than it ever, ever should have been in this country, at least. Agreed. And so these are the things that we need to constantly hammer home. The reason why we're not going to be able to escape COVID anytime in the near future is because of Donald Trump, because of his minion, because of people, copycats like Tucker Carlson, questioning the validity of the vaccines and questioning the idea of wearing masks and so on, using the proper precautions. And so it's going to continue on and on and on. And either we can continue to try to swat down all of the nutty things that he says on a regular basis, or we can fire back at him with this reinforce to the American people, anyone who's paying attention to your voice, my voice, anyone's voice on social media, on a podcast or elsewhere, they need to constantly be hearing that the reason we are in this national crisis, whether it's a, a political crisis, whether it's a health crisis, it's because of Donald Trump. And that's the key. Agreed. That's the fight. Ag- uh, uh, agreed. And, and um, 
uh, say, how do I put this? I, it, that's that's one aspect of it. Yes, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. I guess you mean those of us on social media and those of us with any kind of a voice. The normals, said, more or less, yeah, yeah. Right, need to keep spreading the word about about Trump and, and, and uh, you know, and never mind what he's saying, yeah. just keep spreading the truth. Right. And, and I agree. That's I totally agree with that. There's another side of that. Uh, we are also going after him legally. Uh, baby is in a corner. He yeah. is, is, is in a corner. Uh, he, he's in serious legal trouble. The, the prosecutors in Georgia are not kidding around. Mm -hmm. The prosecutors in D.C. and New York are not kidding around. Uh, he's facing criminal uh, charges, civil lawsuits yeah. in state after state. Uh, and they are serious, serious charges. Yeah. I keep hearing, you know, he's going to run. He's playing with the idea of running. Sure, he's playing with it. And that, I, I still think he's not going to be available. Yeah. He's not going to be available to campaign. He's going to be in court. Got to hope you're because right. Because you, I'm, I'm looking at a list in front of me, and I won't, we don't have time for me to read to you all of the investigations that are well underway by prosecutors who are intent on their mission. Yeah. Uh, like I said, they're not kidding around here. Yeah. Uh, and he is screwed. And so when you hear him say those things, a way to let that roll off your back a little bit, I mean, be concerned because believe me, he'd like all of this to come true. Yeah. But just hear those words with the knowledge that he's screwed. Mm -hmm. He's just royally screwed. And yeah. I don't, I don't see any way out of this for him because yeah. there are too many arrows coming from too many different directions. There are two fronts here, and and yes, I, I yes. was discussing while well, I was discussing the the politics yes. front, and th there's the other yes. front which you were just talking about, the, the legal, legal front, mm -hmm. and right. I think they're equally as important. There needs to be legal accountability for Donald Trump and his involvement with the insurrection, if not the entire uh, you know trigger that created this national healthcare crisis with the uh, the pandemic. And and that all needs to happen, obviously. But at the and same time, there's hearts and minds. Amer American yes, voters need, need to both. be absolutely reinforced need with this information. I've, yeah. I've said this before. I don't remember where or when, but Nancy Pelosi's uh, rule of thumb, uh, mm -hmm. the, the, the rule she lives by is, do we have the votes? Do we have the support of the American people? What are the numbers? Yeah. What do the American people want? Mm -hmm. You know, what because we want to be, that's the side we want to be on. Yeah. It's that majority side, that winning side and so yeah that's uh, the politics side of it is extremely important you and i have also talked about uh, the importance of addressing legislation to make sure this never happens again yeah. and although that is uh, vitally important it isn't quite as urgent as the two missions you and i have just described uh the uh information affront mm. and the legal affront well one thing i wanted to get to right before we uh, end the show here it, it has to do with the insurrection so it's in keeping with the uh, the topic of this segment yes. but yes. it comes to us from the carol lenning phil rucker book and it's all about rudy giuliani's involvement with the insurrection with the big lie and so uh -huh. on this is a a key passage to this book it's despicable yes it and it is despicable yes. at least yeah. what your involvement was rudy um, but in this book, they talk about how it was drunken Rudy Giuliani's idea. And that's in the book. I'm not saying that. I'm not yeah, uh, alleging no, this no. myself. This is in the book, no. that he was hammered. He was at the election night party at the White right. House in a separate room with Andrew Giuliani, who is uh, evil Bobby Flay. And <laughs> they were sitting around getting hammered, looking at the uh, returns coming in on the election. And 
Rudy Giuliani decided, according to Carol Lenning, Phil Rucker, that what they should do is anytime Joe Biden wins a state, Donald Trump's team should say they also won the state. So uh, mm-hmm. Giuliani went state by state asking uh, 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 Bill Stepien, uh, Mark Meadows, and Stephen Miller what they were seeing and what their plan was. And uh, he asked what's happening in Michigan. And they said it was too early to tell. Votes were still being counted and they couldn't say. And Giuliani told them, just say we won. Yes. The same thing in Pennsylvania. Just, just say we say won Pennsylvania, we won. Giuliani said. Yeah. Just say it. That's the big lie. That's the seed that manifested the big lie. And I don't know if Donald Trump came up with this independently or if he was listening to Rudy Giuliani's idea or what happened, because initially Mark Meadows was like, oh, we can't say that. We can't do that. But Trump eventually did. And he's still saying it today. He's still saying that he won all of those states. He won Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Arizona. And so um, this is it all comes from Rudy Giuliani sitting around with his boy getting hammered at the White House. That's how the yeah. big lie starts. I understand. Story, a, yeah, yeah, yeah which we're doing a book corner here. Uh, Thomas, <laughs> uh, for what it's worth, Thomas yeah. Wolf has, has a new book out. It Michael Wolf. The, uh, Michael Wolf, excuse yeah. me, is the third in his series. Uh, uh, this latest one is called Landslide. Uh-huh. And a review I read of it today, it's just out. A review I read of it today said it is his best book and most frightening. So wow. if, you're, if you're looking for insight, it's about the final days of the trump administration and, yeah. and including the election and it may also have that quote it may also uh, say that giuliani uh, made that remark to trump directly just tell him you won yeah absolutely just say you won yeah. <laughs> right that is the agitprop that is the right. the, the talking point that has gotten uh, has has dragged the United States into this uh, gray zone. Between, America's mayor, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. America's, <laughs> America's mayor. mayor. Yeah. Absolutely. By the way, uh, speaking of New York City, Alan Weisselberg has been removed from his leadership post at the Trump Organization, but he's still there anyway. It's not like they fired him. And the Trump Organization is basically like three executives running like all these different subsidiaries was, all at the same time. Was, yeah, was. Yeah. I, I've been hearing, uh, I'm sorry, but I've been hearing uh, progressives whining about this a little bit. And this is actually an extremely good thing. Uh, companies, parts of companies uh, belonging to Trump uh, that Weisselberg has run for nearly 50 years. Yeah. Uh, he can't do that anymore. And what isn't being discussed publicly, people are saying, oh, well, this comes too late, you know. No, I mean, it doesn't come too late for prosecutors, certainly. They can still be prosecuted. The reason they're doing it is so that they can hang on to their lenders. Uh, That company relies on loans, and unless they remove Weisselberg's name from the list of of, of officers, uh, they're not going to be able to continue to maintain those loans. They may not anyway, but it's strictly a defensive move. But it leaves, as I believe Rachel pointed out last night, uh, Don Jr. and the blonde son, as <laughs> she calls him. The blonde son. I love it, that. It, it, it leaves them to run the company. Uh, <laughs> what's happening? This is, again, uh, Trump is screwed. Yep. That's that's what you're seeing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, do not be cynical about the removal of Alan Weisselberg. It is a big, big deal. Yeah, it is a big deal. Um, and, you know, again, any information, any activity that makes Donald Trump panic a little bit is fine with me. And as long as this continues to panic Donald Trump, hey, great, bring it on. Look, Let's have more. You 
you wanted him to be reactive instead of proactive? Well, you just got it. That's yeah. him reacting. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right. So coming up on the post-mortem show, we've got lots of stuff that we've got left over here that I had on my list to discuss today. So if you want to hear the rest of what we have to talk about here, and lots of amazing things, lots of ridiculous things, lots of infuriating things, make sure to go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. You sign up at $5 per month, which is, again, it's just $5 per Per month. And as part of that, as part of your subscription, not only are you helping to support an independent podcast, mm-hmm. but you're also getting all kinds of bonus content uh, for that $5. It's a two post warning shows a week, another 20 minutes of content where we just keep on talking. And it's exclusively on our Patreon page. Again, patreon.com slash Bob Show. Thank you to everyone for uh, your extra support uh, over the uh, over the birthday, over my birthday, and all the new yeah. subscribers. See you on the post show, folks. Bye-bye. Happy birthday, Bob. <laughs> <laughs>